Welcome into another edition of the We Know Fantasy DFS podcast. This is Nick, aka the Fantasy Mechanic. This week, week 12, I am joined by none other than Justin. Justin, say hello to everybody and let them know where they can find you. What's going on, Nick? Glad to be back, brother. You can find me on Twitter at JFHornets25. Let's get ready for week 12. Yeah, definitely. I know uh, I skipped a week the last time me and you were on. We did a, a beer share and a beer review together, and I totally mit- forgot about that for this week. But um, I'll have to remember next time me and you were on together, we got to do our beer review again. <laughs> um, so, again, this is the We Know Fantasy DFS podcast. This is Nick. I'm joined by Justin this week. Um, just so everybody knows, you can find us, We Know Fantasy, the crew, and Nate, the boss man himself, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Know Fantasy as well as our website at weknowfantasy.com. Lots of articles, lots of rankings, lots of great stuff coming. Again, we are podcasting daily. Mondays, Waiver Wire Wishlist. Tuesday, Samuels and Schlanger. Wednesdays is uh, the We Know Fantasy podcast with Nate and a guest. Thursdays is the Contributors Pod. Fridays, Samuels and Schlanger, episode two for the week. Saturday, that's us, the DFS podcast. Sundays, we will uh, have the kickoff show this Sunday. Myself and William Urian will be doing the Dynasty slash Debbie podcast. Uh, that'll be the pilot episode come Sunday night, so stay tuned for that. And don't forget, Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. on Twitch with Brian. All right, so... Again, Nate joined me last week. Uh, Nate did a FanDuel lineup. I did a DraftKings lineup. Before we jump into our Week 12 lineups, we're going to go over our results from the two lineups we had in Week 11. Uh, Justin, go ahead and give us Nate's results from his FanDuel lineup for us. Yeah, absolutely. So Nate went in with a with a solid quarterback play for a low low money is what I'm thinking here with Baker Mayfield. Obviously, Baker Mayfield has had some trouble with some weather, so he came in at short with 7.06 points from FanDuel. Naheen Hines didn't do as well as previously with 6.8. Alvin Kamara, it's really interesting what he's doing as Taysom Hill is now taking over at quarterback with 10.5. Jalen Raker at 7.2. Great play with Adam Thielen, 28.3. He was the number two or number one wide receiver on the week. Terry McLaurin, 10.9. Taysom Hill taking advantage of that tight end spot in FanDuel last week at 24.42. Derrick Henry, the OT monster, 19.7. And then the Detroit Lions closes it out with six points. Nate comes in with 120.88, a solid score for the week on FanDuel. Yeah, again, uh, that 120.8, um, again, FanDuel is half PPR, so it's not a, a bad score at all. Um, it's actually somewhat decent. I'm sure Nate wishes he um, had a quarterback that got him some more points and some running backs that got him more points. But overall, I kind of like the lineup with Nate last week. I remember us discussing it. Um, and I think I put a dollar on that same lineup in the DraftKings lineup. Uh, didn't win nothing, but again, it's all it, it's worth the shot. Um, so for me, for DraftKings lineup last week, I went with Taysom Hill at quarterback, actually. He was only, I don't remember his price, don't quote me, but I want to say he was only like 4800 uh, So I went cheap on the quarterback. Taysom Hill, 25.42 in DraftKings. Alvin Kamar, 10.5 in DraftKings. Mike Davis, 15.9 in DraftKings. Keenan Allen was a whopping 38.5 in DraftKings. Justin Jefferson, 17.6. Tyler Boyd, 17.5. Logan Thomas, 2.8. Rex Burkett, who got injured in the game. I I, I loved him as a solid uh, flex play last week. 3.2. The Cincinnati Bengals at 5 for a DraftKings total of 136.42. I I put this in a couple leagues, this lineup. Um, I was happy with it, but unfortunately, some people had some great lineups. I think <laughs> I put the, I had this in, in one lineup where there was um, 
a hundred players and I felt real confident about it. And I think I finished like 61st. And I was like, Jesus, what, what did everybody else have? You know, one guy scored 201. So kind of gives you a scale of really other lineups that people had last week. Wow, 201. That's crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, the guy was stacked. Every every everybody who was a top scorer at the position, he had. So, you know, wow. it was one of those things where it's like he just locked out. Uh good for him. I love seeing people win on, on DFS lines. I think it's a great thing. It's a it's a plus for fantasy football um, now and going forward. I mean, I, I love playing DFS. I know you enjoy it. A lot of other people at the We Know Fantasy team enjoy it as well. All right, Justin. So this week, again, same kind of, uh, you know, way we've been doing it when there's two of us on. One of us does a FanDuel. One of us does a DraftKings. Uh, you went ahead and did a DraftKings – or I'm sorry, a FanDuel lineup for us this week. So why don't you get us kicked off with your quarterback? Absolutely. So I'm going against myself right here, and I'm going with Josh Allen against the Los Angeles Chargers this weekend. The Los Angeles Chargers, obviously, everybody's seen. They just gave up 28 points or so, or somewhere near that to the Jets and Joe Flacco. I think this is going to be a big scoring game. As everybody knows when you've listened to me on this podcast, I love to chase Vegas spreads. This spread is in the 50s. This total point is in the 50s. So give me Josh Allen, 8,600 with FanDuel. I expect him to have a big week. Yeah, definitely. I was actually shocked to see uh, have Josh Allen as your quarterback and not a Chargers <laughs> fan. So, and you're a true homer. I know I see in our, our chats, you're always talking up your Chargers, your team, which I respect. Um, so I was quite surprised. But uh, on the flip side, this should make you happy. Um, I'm taking Justin Herbert as my quarterback in DraftKings this week. There we going go. against Buffalo. Um, he's 7,200 in DraftKings. Buffalo, uh, which actually surprised me this season, they're the 31st uh, ranked uh, pass defense, or I'm sorry, defense against quarterbacks. Um, there's not really much more to add about Justin Herbert and the rookie season he's having. The guy's been phenomenal. Um, this team's playing well. He's found Keenan Allen. He can rely on Keenan Allen. He's even, um, you know, giving life back to Mike Williams as far as his career goes. Um, I just like Justin Herbert, and as you said, and you always bring it to the show. This is a high. This is this. We all anticipate it's going to be one of the higher scoring games of the week. So Justin Herbert, Josh Allen matchup. I think it's going to be the Dolan quarterbacks. They may go touchdown for touchdown all game. Oh, absolutely! I really think these are these are two great picks. Um, we've already talked about it. I think there's nothing but score what points going up on the scoreboard here. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely. <laughs> All right, go ahead. All right so we're going to go with our first running back here, and we've got—I think we've got a little match here because I'm going Wayne Gallman versus Cincinnati at 5,700 for FanDuel. This guy's gotten it done the last four weeks. I mean, he has gone probably on the average a top 15 running back in fantasy over the last four weeks, and these are the matchups he's talking—we're talking about here. He's dealt with the Eagles twice. He's dealt with Tampa Bay, and I believe with the. Uh, I can't don't quote me on it. So I'm not even going to throw it out there, but talk about those three matchups and Wayne Gallman's been in the top 15 of fantasy running backs to get him at 5,700 and FanDuel is a steal Cincinnati. They're going to run the ball, lock it in. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, this is one that we had matched up. Like you said, you know, Wayne Gallman, he, he's going to assume the number one running back role. They're playing against a weaker Cincinnati um, team. Um, just to throw this out there for the difference, He's 57 in FanDuel, as you mentioned. He's 5,000 in DraftKings for people playing on the two different platforms or the preferred platform as far as if they prefer FanDuel or DraftKings. But, you know, I always kind of enjoy when we match up because it goes to show that the way we're all thinking. And I, I appreciate that when Nate comes on and when yourself comes on or anybody else for that matter. 
Um, when we double up on players, it, it just it does show that it's a good play, and I hope listeners really uh, find that helpful and, and, and adhere to that, that they're players that they should be getting in their lineup. But there's not much more to add on Gallman. I love him to be a top 15 uh, running back play this week easily. Um, he may catch one, and he may run one in this game. So just book it and get him in your lineup. He's cheap. I think he's a top 10 play this week, honestly. I, I like that. I like the boldness, Justin. I love it. All right, so we're going to go with the second running back here. I'm taking a stretch, and it's a big stretch for me because I would never guess I'd throw this guy in my DFS lineup. But I'm going Frank Gore against the Miami Dolphins at 5,200 in FanDuel. And I am really going with that because Michael Piran is now out. He's on IR. It's going to be the Frank Gore show. Frank Gore came out last week and said he does not want to go out without a, without a win on that record. So he is going to be doing everything he can. This is a little bit of a revenge game for him in the sense of he did play for Miami at some point in his career, along with a hundred other teams. But if you look at Miami, they are giving up 94 yards uh, a game from the rushing aspect. And this team has been one, I take that back. Sorry. 134 yards a game. This is where you get after this team is in the rushing um, in, in the rushing aspect of it. And I really think Frank Gore can potentially get down into the goal line and potentially score. They're probably going to have Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I think the scoring opportunities go up because two is not in the game. I'm going for a touchdown here. Frank Gore. Let's go. Yeah, I love it. Um, Frank Gore will always have my respect as far as the NFL player and what he has done. Um, There's a lot of talk about his future Hall of Fame uh, votes and stuff like that. But that being said, uh, the price you're getting him at, um, he assumes to get RB1 touches. I know Ty Johnson's maybe in the mix a little bit there. Um, But that doesn't really scare me much. I think this is going to be Gore's game. And as you said, it's a revenge game. And, you know, and it, it, it easily... Frank Gore can score one or two touchdowns. May not get a whole lot of volume as far as yardage, but he could score a touchdown or two. Absolutely. Um, so one that jumped on the radar for me yesterday, my RB2, Brian Hill of the Atlanta Falcons going against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, he's only 4,000 on DraftKings. The Raiders are 26 against running backs. Um, you know, this is a game where I feel, you know, girly with the injury. Um, I kind of felt like we all seen that coming. I seen people adding Brian Hill weeks ago uh, when, when they, you know, they kind of scaled Gurley back in that offense a little bit. So to play in a D, get to get in the DFS lineup for 4,000 on DraftKings, I'm not sure what his price is on FanDuel. Um, and he could have possible top 15 R, uh, running back numbers. For me, it's kind of a no-brainer. Vegas's defense can be had. We all know that. And this seems to me to be another one of those games that should be a high-scoring affair. Oh, I absolutely love this. I actually was going to put him in our in my lineup, and I wanted to give us a little bit of a differential here, so I ended up not going with him. But I have him in a redraft league, and I think this is a smash play for him. I do, I do hope that Julio Jones is in this game because the Atlanta offense seems to plug with Julio Jones when he's in that lineup. Um, there's a lot more scoring opportunities. I, you know, just a little plug for some redraft people. If you're listening to this, I think Brian Hill is one to really stash because you never know how long this Todd Gurley knee might last. But I think this is a great play. The Raiders, I heard a stat the other day that they're giving up a touchdown on six on every one one touchdown after every 16 snaps in the red zone to the running back position. So I'm taking those odds. Yeah, definitely. 
All right, Justin, start us off with your wide receivers. So I feel really good about this wide receiver pick. And when I said this earlier today, I did not know that Tua was not going to play. And I felt much better after I was sitting at dinner and got a, a notification that Ryan Fitzpatrick is probably going to be the starter for Miami. But I'm going Devontae Parker at 6,500 in FanDuel. And he's all I got to say is he's playing the Jets. The Jets have nothing but like basically fourth round talent at cornerback and less. They've like Brian Poole is gone. He's on IR. Uh, I think Pierre Desir is gone. I, I, so there's nobody left. So play anybody you can against that secondary. They should eat. And you got to you got to remember that um, Preston Williams is, is on IR. So he's he's not even there. So Devontae Parker should be the guy in the red zone. And the guy the, between the 20s, he should eat this weekend. Yeah, definitely. I, actually, when I seen this in our show notes, I was kind of hoping you wouldn't hit on the two is not playing thing and that how you kind of, you know, how Parker's um, value raised with the with the, the sitting of Tua and the elevation of <laughs> Fitzpatrick because that's what I was going to talk about. So you kind of took that from me. That's fine. I totally understand. Um, you but know no I arguments. That, I, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you would have, but I knew you wouldn't in the in, the, in my mindset. But I, I totally agree. Um, for the price you're getting him at, to me, if he was, if you told me he was going to score ten this week with Tua, I would jump that to fifteen with Fitzpatrick plus. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. you know, you're getting that bump with just the quarterback change, and I think that's something you have to value when you're setting a DFS lineup week to week. Absolutely. Uh, so for me, my, my my first wide receiver is another one of your boys. Um, I love this guy. He's one of my favorite wide receivers in the league. Uh, Keenan Allen going against Buffalo. Uh, yeah, he's pricey at eight thousand, but I, I wanted to get the stack with him and Herbert. Um, as we discussed, Buffalo's defense hasn't been great this season. This is a game that's going to have a ton of points. I ha- I wrote I had Keenan Allen last week in a lineup, and he had thirty eight plus points. So I'm going to ride the hot hand. Um, Usually I kind of tell people, you know, watch trends. So when you have a player, a receiver, a running back who scores like a 30 or a 40 in one week, you, you can't anticipate that the following week. Like, you know, you got to temper expectations. You got to think, you know, more of a lower floor or, or, or him hitting his floor. Um, and I'm still thinking that, but is Keenan Allen's floor actually like 16, 17 points? Because if that <laughs> is, if that's the case, I'm fine with that as a wide receiver one in the DFS lineup. Look, man, he 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 tried to put everybody on notice at the beginning of this year that he is a top he's a top ten, top five type receiver. I, I've always said he's a top three route runner in this league. You know, he travels into the slot about forty five percent of his time of his snap share, so he's he's probably going to avoid Trey White in that forty five percent of the time. And Trey White really hasn't been the Trey White that we remember, so. You know, we, we've already talked about the points total in this game. We think there's going to be a lot of passing, and obviously Herbert has keyed in on this guy. So I love this pick, even if he's not before. Now let me ask you a question, you being that the, the We Know Fantasy Chargers fan. Um, Shoot. With, with, with Tyrod Taylor being slated as this, the QB1 at the start of the season, how low were you honestly on Keenan Allen? Because I'll be honest, I love Keenan Allen. Before this year, I've loved him for the last – you know, five, six years, to be honest with you. And I was low on him. Um, I seen him dropping drafts to like fifth and sixth rounds in some drafts. Um, and I was kind of mad that I didn't scoop him up at that value. 
Yeah, so I'll be completely honest with you. I wrote an article for us at the beginning of the year. It was the get away from the no RB draft this year just because the COVID and everything like that. And Keenan Allen was one guy that I keyed in on because I thought even with Tyrod Taylor, Keenan Allen was going to be a guy that could really give you some value where he was going in drafts. You know, he was going as high as fifth round, but really in the sixth and seventh round. Now, Herbert unlocked this guy, so I did not call that. I would not have guessed he would have been a top five wide receiver in fantasy, but I did think he was going to be at least a wide receiver two or higher just because this guy is – he's that guy that's always going to be open and he's going to be a little bit of a safety blanket for you, and Herbert has just unlocked it, and I hope he keeps it going. Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't mean to get off topic. I just like to talk no, about that's like a great. That's players. a great discussion. Um, especially, you know, you being the resident, um, you know, Chargers fan. And it's like I said, for, for you, you're, you're more in touch with that. So you still kind of value him somewhat high. But somebody who's not a Chargers fan, not seeing that, you know, looking at it as, at a different angle. I, I was low on Allen. I'll be honest with you. I was low on him. But, you know, it, it, it's a wake-up call that goes to show <laughs> that, you know, it can change. You know, as, as much as we – you know, devalue somebody at the start of a draft, how much their value can change in a matter of one or two weeks with a quarterback change or something like that. But sorry to get off topic. Dude, no, no, no. <laughs> and and I hope I can, I can plug one in for you here. And I know we're DFS in here, but I can tell you any dynasty fans out there that are listening to us. If you can grab Keenan Allen for something, the chargers have paid him and Justin Herbert's on a rookie contract. So this is not going anywhere. So if you can keep Keenan Allen on the roster, do it. Yeah, definitely. All right, I'm sorry about that, Justin. Go ahead and give us your second wide receiver, my brother. Absolutely, my friend. So I'm going with a little bit of a stretch again here, and I'm going Keelan Cole. And I'm really going Keelan Cole here because DJ Chark is out. I want to say another receiver for them. It's Oh, Chris Conley is out as well. So I'm, I'm really going because he's the odd man out. It's him and LaVisca Chenault. LaVisca Chenault's coming off of a hamstring. He hadn't played in two weeks. Keelan Cole has produced. Keelan Cole, you know, you don't get returned. But Keelan Cole, he, he just has value in this offense. And I don't know where else any where they're going to go. So Mike Glennon is, is awful. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to buy stock into Mike Glennon. But – they're going to have to pass the ball. Cleveland's going to be ahead in this game. There's probably not going to be as many plays run, so that may hamper you a little bit, but I'd take the shot that Keelan Cole potentially gets in the end zone. Yeah, definitely. Um, anytime you have an injury to a team's number one receiver and you immediately get that elevation of the next man up, um, I think it's worth noting, especially when you get him at, at a cheaper price in a DFS um, lineup, whether it be Fandle or DraftKings. So you're going to get no argument out of me. Um, it just seems like a fair play in a game where you got to figure Jacksonville's going to be playing somewhat catch up in this game. And Denzel, Ward, Denzel Ward's out. He's 5,300 yeah. in FanDuel. So there you go. You know what I mean? Cleveland's best corner's not playing. So, you know, this could, and like you said, you know, Mike Glennon isn't going to set the world on fire, but <laughs> he's capable of getting Keenan Cole a long touchdown, a cheesy touchdown somewhere, maybe a 50 or 60 yarder. And like we say, DFS. On the cheap guys, you're looking for a dark draw. You're looking That's for right. a touchdown. That's right. Give me my Virgil Green. Yeah, I, I'm, exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with one touch. I'm fine with two catches for 20 yards and one touchdown on a dark throw, four thousand dollar you know player. I'm fine with that. All right. So for me, my second uh, wide receiver, I'm going right back to the well uh, in that Chargers and Bills game. I'm going to take Stephon Diggs. 
Um, again, another pricey wide receiver, uh, 7,600 going against uh, the Chargers. Um, it's just, I can't hit hammered enough with this game. I, I see this game being the highest scoring game of the week. Uh, Josh Allen likes, has obviously loved the addition of Stephon Diggs. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, yeah, John Brown was ruled out. John Brown's been ruled yep. out of the game. He's out. Um, yeah, so I see more Vaughn pushing Beasley and Diggs' way. They don't have really a tight end that worth knowing in, in Dawson Knox. Their running backs, both Singletary and Moss, have been um, – have fell by the wayside this year. I've been really disappointed with Singletary. He was a guy I was really high on last year and this year. Um, so I just – I see high volume for Diggs. I, I, I can see an easy 10-reception game with a touchdown sprinkled in there for Diggs and, you know, possibly two, dare I say. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I'm not going to disagree with you here. Like uh... – you know, the one thing I would say is, and it's good for what your pick is here, is that Beasley's, Beasley typically runs out of the slot, and I think Chris Harris is going to come back for this game. We don't, I don't really know. He's been out for six weeks, so, you know, you're talking about an injury guy. But Chris Harris is one of the better slot corners in the game. He has been for the last couple of years. So does he hold down Beasley? And then everything goes to Diggs. And on top of that, Casey Hayward is out. So Josh Allen's going to take advantage of that. So Diggs is Diggs the guy this weekend. I, I think 10, 10 receptions is nothing to – it's not even a stretch. <laughs> oh, well, I like hearing that. <laughs> not even a stretch, in my opinion. Don't get me wrong. I don't want it, but <laughs> – and Melvin Ingram's out. So we got Joey Bosa and and team going after him. Yeah, I mean that, that that's the, the tough part for the Chargers this year has been their defense. You know what I mean? With injuries and stuff like that. It just and, and like I said, I, I just see this game back and forth, back and forth all day. Like, you know, this is the game I want to watch this week. I'm you with know, you, buddy. There, there's a lot a lot of points to be had in this. I hope so. If this game ends up ten six, we're gonna be eating our words next week. Uh, I'm gonna be yeah, and and I might buy Coors Light out of all their beer if it's ten <laughs> six. <laughs> all right, so I'm gonna go into my third wide receiver here, and I'm going with Michael Thomas, and this is a homer pick because he is in my redraft, and I got him in a trade, and I just I'm I keep hammering him, just thinking that they're gonna continue. I I feel really good about last weekend. Taysom Hill really peppered him, 12 targets. He dropped that really huge drop in the in the middle of the field and still had 19 points in PPR. So I think in FanDuel, they are targeting him toward the goal line. They were in they were at the goal line twice and tried to run a little wide receiver screen to him. So I think Michael Thomas actually gets in the end zone this week. And Taysom Hill, I mean, I'm a little hesitant now because – I don't even know who's going to start a quarterback for Denver, so this really could be a runaway game for them. But I think Michael Thomas still gets a little bit of a look, and we want him to score a touchdown. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know we hit on that right before jumping on the air live. Um, was because uh, Actually, let me first say, I have Michael Thomas as my third wide receiver as well. So that's another double up for us. Uh, so we got Wayne Gallman and Michael Thomas both in our lineups. Um for DraftKings players, he's 7,400. But going back to what I was saying, 
before we jumped on, we both, you know, we, we talked about the idea of this Denver scenario now with quarterback. How many points is Denver capable of putting up? You know, I mean, if they're only capable of putting up 10 points or 13 points and the Saints already had 20 or 23 by halftime, you know, what's the, you know, the game script totally changes. And then it's a Latavius Murray game. And then Kamara and Thomas both get phased out of this game. So it is something to think about and to make note of. But, you know, for putting Michael Thomas in a DFS and for all your other lineup's sake, let's hope that Denver keeps it somewhat close and Michael Thomas can put up some points for us. All right, Justin. So we both have Michael Thomas. So why don't you jump into our tight ends for us? Oh, absolutely. So this is going to be one of my pay-up spots right here. And this guy has been my wide receiver one in redraft leagues this year, and that is Travis Kelsey. And he's going to be 8000 in FanDuel. And one way that we have seen that you can potentially get after this Tampa Bay defense is through the air, and it has sneakily been at at the uh, tight end position. Now, Bruce Arians and, and that staff – Potentially, we'll try to go after Travis Kelsey because I believe he is the number one pass catcher on that team. I hope they shade a little bit more over the top to try and stop uh, Tyreek Hill and, and company. So I think Travis Kelsey legitimately is, is still going to be your six to eight reception guy, 80 yards. And if he gets in the end zone, he's potentially going to give you wide receiver numbers. Yeah, you're, you're going to get no argument out of me anytime you can get a Travis Kelsey as your tight end in your lineup. Um, I'm just shocked because I know you're usually a cheapskate on your tight end position <laughs> like myself. So, um, but I love it. I mean, Travis Kelsey's a stud all around in any format. I don't care if it's redraft dynasty, best ball, um, his ball, FanDuel, DraftKings, whatever you name. If you can get Travis Kelsey in a lineup, it's definitely worth it. So no arguments from me. Um, so for my tight end, I went with Trey Burton, uh, going against Tennessee. It's a divisional game. Uh, DraftKings, he's 3,200. Tennessee against the, the tight end is 27th. Um, you know, I kind of went on the cheap. Um, I, I wanted to squeeze those three receivers that I have in, in, in Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Michael Thomas. So I went cheap at the tight end position. Uh, Jack Doyle's not playing. Mo Alley Cox is banged up. Uh, Jonathan Towers out with COVID now. So I know Wilkins gets elevated as more of the running back there. And Naheem Hines as the pass catching running back out of the backfield. Um, but Trey Burton lines up all over the field. He, you know, he, he lines up in the slot at tight end, at fullback, at running back, at quarterback. I'm just looking for a touchdown. That's all I'm looking for in a divisional tight game. Um, I'll take a, I'll take a one reception for an 18 yard touchdown, and I'll be happy with it. Yeah, you know what? I, I didn't even know that. So Jack Doyle's out. Yeah, Jack Doyle's out. Okay, so that that's a huge that's huge because at the beginning of the day I was looking at this and I was like, man, I love this Trey Burton pick only like because I know Philip Rivers and I've known him for 16 years, obviously as the Chargers fan, and how he likes to target tight ends. But this tight end room has been ridiculous. Last weekend, you had Trey Burton with 16 uh, routes run. You had Mo Ali Cox with 15 routes run. You had Jack Doyle with 10 routes run. That's a freaking nightmare. So if you've now got 10 routes to be divvied up between the two and and factor in that Trey Burton moves all over the field, I love it for this price because you're right. I think he gets into the end zone here. This is, you know, Tennessee is a team that you can pass on. They do a little bit better in the run. And obviously, who the hell wants to figure out what's going on with the uh, Colts run game, even with Taylor out? I don't, I mean, Hines or, or Wilkins, who's it going to be? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think for more of the running back um, touches, you know, like the goal line touches, I think you're looking at Wilkins, whereas I think if they're trailing in the game, I think it's going to be a, um, a Naheem Hines type uh, day. So I, I'm actually trying to look up to see if I'm confirm, trying to confirm if Doyle is out or not. Or if I misread it, you know what? He's not out. So that was a misread on my part. But you know what? Hey, I'm still happy to go Burton. Absolutely. No, I'm still, I mean. I'm still gonna rock, I wanted to check it so that we can give our listeners, you know, you know, the full Monty on that and, and be aware. But, yeah, that's a mistake on my part. Um, but I, I'm still going to roll with him in my lineup for 3,200 and a dark throw. Um, so, you know. But thank you for bringing that to my attention. I have to remember it from other lineups. <laughs> it's not, it's, dude. It's not like it's not a bad dart throw either way. To be, to be honest, <laughs> the guy might run one in the way they run this offense. I, yeah, that, that's I have no idea. Him. Frank Frank Wright is just all over the place. Let's hope they line him up at quarterback. <laughs> he does an indie special. All right, so go ahead and give us your flex play there. Absolutely. So I'm paying up again for my flex play. So obviously, as you see, there's a little bit of a trend here. I paid up a little bit for quarterback. I went a little bit for your mid tiers in my running backs and wide receivers. And I really wanted to hammer my tight end and my flex. It's honestly because of, of the matchups this week. I think there's a little bit more to get with your flex options and your tight end, especially with Kelsey. But I'm going Nick Chubb versus the Jacksonville Jaguars at eighty four hundred. Obviously, there's not a whole lot to say about this. This defense has just been a sieve. It's been Swiss cheese. It gives up nothing but points. They don't even know who they're starting at quarterback. They've now done. They're they're now going with Mike Glennon. Um, I think Cleveland just really grinds this thing out. They're not going to let Baker put the ball in the air, but probably 20 times just because they won't need to. And last week, Kareem Hunt got into the end zone. I think this week maybe both of them get into the end zone. So. I'm going Nick Chubb, 8,400 versus Jacksonville. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I love it, especially for the fact that I'm going with his teammate and Kareem Hunt at the flex position. For all the same reasons you said, the only thing I want to add to Kareem Hunt is he's um, 5,600 on DraftKings. Uh, I'm not sure what he is in FanDuel, but as far as the matchup, um, everything you said – Kareem Hunt against the Eagles last week had 13 carries. He only had 11 yards, but the Eagles' run defense is tough. He did have a touchdown. He only had one reception on one target, which is an off game for Kareem Hunt. Uh, Granted, the weather was terrible, but I think he was so cheap in DraftKings this week because of the bad game he had last week and, you know, Chubb being back healthy. So um, I kind of went with the same way you did. I went a little cheap on my running backs in Brian Hill and Wayne Gallman and a little on the cheaper side at the flex with Kareem Hunt because I spent up on three wide receivers in Keenan Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Michael Thomas. Um, so, you know, it's just another way that we both kind of like to do our lineups and, and you know, foresee our lineups and where we like to save and where we like to spend. So I like Chubb and Hunt in this game. Um, it's kind of hard to say which way the Cleveland Browns are going to go, you know, as far as their running back week to week. But I think anytime you can get either one Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt in your lineup, it's a win. Damn right. All right, so I'm going to go with my defense to close it out here, and I am going with the New York Giants versus the Cincinnati Bengals, and I'm looking for 
maybe a couple picks, maybe a pick and a fumble. All I'm looking for here is some turnovers because Cincinnati is starting a quarterback who hasn't started, I think, since 2018, maybe even 2017 with the Rams with Brandon Allen. We have no idea what he's going to do. The Giants have played much better. They've got Bradbury, who's going to probably put a lockdown on Higgins. Um, I just like the way they've been playing. This is great. 4300 for FanDuel. I had a little bit more money to spend. I'll take it. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, again, me and Nate talked about me and you have talked about it before. Anytime you can get a defense on the cheap going against a backup quarterback or um, an inexperienced quarterback, it's, it's a DFS defense you want in your lineup. Um, that said, my defense, plain and simple, was the only one I could fit in, and it's the Jacksonville Jaguars going to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, there are two guys on DraftKings. Um, you know, I kind of went back and forth between my lineup, shuffling stuff around, and then when it finally, you know, I liked my quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, tight end, flex. I'm like, I really like this lineup. And then I see I can only squeeze the Jacksonville Jaguars. I was like, oh, man. But um, I can't be too mad because two weeks ago, last time I was only when they played the Packers, they scored me 11 points. So I'm just hoping for that again, Justin. That, you know, give me, you know, anywhere from six to ten points, and I'm happy with it. You're looking for that Keelan Cole punt return. That's it. That's all I want. I'm happy with that if I can get that. <laughs> all right, so um, we went back and forth. But, uh, Justin, if you don't mind, could you just run down your full FanDuel lineup for us? This way our FanDuel players can get a full grasp on the lineup that you're suggesting for this week. Absolutely. I'll give you the prices again as well. We're looking at Josh Allen at quarterback versus the Los Angeles Chargers at 8,600. I'm hoping he balls out, but not too much, and my Chargers take it home. Wayne Gallman versus Cincinnati at 5,700 against the Cincinnati Bengals. We got Frank the Tank Gore at Miami or at home against Miami, 5,200. Devontae Parker. Against the Jets at 6,500. Keelan Cole versus the Cleveland Browns at 5,300. Michael Thomas can't guard Mike versus Denver at 7,700. Travis Kelsey versus Tampa Bay at 8,000. We got Nick Chubb versus Jacksonville at 8,400. And then rounding it out with the New York Giants versus Cincinnati at 4,300. Let's make some money. Yeah, I love it. I'm going to play one of them in a DraftKings lineup, though, because I don't have a FanDuel account. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so for me, for the DraftKings listeners, um, my at quarterback, Justin Herbert against Buffalo, 7,200. Uh, at running back, Brian Hill versus the Las Vegas Raiders for 4,000. Wayne Gallman versus the Cincinnati Bengals for 5,000. Keenan Allen versus Buffalo for 8,000. Uh, Stephon Diggs versus the L.A. Chargers for 7,600. Michael Thomas versus the Denver Broncos for 7,400. Trey Burton versus the Tennessee Titans for 3,200. At flex, Green Hunt versus the Jacksonville Jaguars for 5,600. And my defense is the Jacksonville Jaguars for 2,000 for a full total of 50,000 in DraftKings. Um, again, you know, these lineups, when we do them, um, we all have a different way we look at them. Some of us like to go cheap on defense and tight end. Some of us like to go cheap on quarterback. Some of us like the Spurs on the wide receiver position. Again, it's all about personal preference. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. Um, DFS is a great way to, you know, really experience fantasy football, especially if you don't want to get in a league. Uh, I'm sorry, a season-long league. So I highly recommend it. Justin, is there anything you want to add to that or to the show for this week? 
scare money don't make any money so let's go like go ahead and put it out there i mean this uh, like dfs is one of the things it's like when d when when season long really pisses you off dfs gives you a little bit of an out where you can at least have a little bit of fun during the weekends you're going into this stretch where you can really start playing some matchups in the sense of look at these matchups where teams are trying to make it to the playoffs they're the teams that are really going to go after it we don't know how the teams that are really kind of just mailing it in, trying to go for a draft pick, how they'll play. So just kind of pay attention to that a little bit and it's, have some fun. I mean, don't let COVID bring you down. We're going to, you know, the NFL is going to continue to play this, play this thing out and keep these players healthy and let's just roll with it. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for adding that. Uh, it's very key to add that in for us. Uh, again, um, Justin was only two weeks ago. We did a beer review. I'm sorry. I totally forgot uh, that for this week, and I dropped the ball on that. But next time Justin's on with me, I'll make sure we do another beer review for you folks out there that like to enjoy some beer and like different kinds and would like a review. Um, so, again, I'm just going to run over real quick. The We Know Fantasy crew on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as on the web at WeKnowFantasy.com. Uh, podcast daily Mondays is a waiver wire wish list. Tuesday, Samuels and Schlager. Wednesdays is the We Know Fantasy podcast with Nate and a guest each week. Thursdays is the Contributors Pod. Friday, Samuels and Schlager, episode two. Saturdays, that's us. Most of the time, it's uh, Justin or Nate with me on the DFS podcast. Sundays, I, I'm excited to kick off this week with uh, William, our Dynasty slash Devi uh, podcast. It's uh, going to be the pilot. I'm really looking forward to it. I hope uh, all the listeners are as well. And Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. is Twitch with Brian. Um, again, the We Know Fantasy crew, a, a great group of people, all you know, contributing, whether it be articles, podcasts, you know, jumping on the Twitch with Brian. Um, I highly suggest everybody tune in, like, follow, share all the We Know Fantasy content. Appreciate it. Good luck this week and have a great day.